Hello there. I'm Mike. You heard me last on Beyond the Screen on this feed. And it's been a year. 2020 to 2021, I'm back. This is the brand new podcast on this feed only, audio only, bringing movies back into movie blog Merc called Prime Picks. Prime Picks. What's Prime Picks, you may ask? It is a podcast all about Prime Video and what people pick movies to talk about with me, Mike. Because Prime Video, my God, is the dark horse of all the streaming sites out there. And we need to talk about several titles, movies, and all that jazz from Prime Video. And as soon as I pitched this to Josh, he's like, yep, just go for it. Because this is inspired by his articles on his blog, which is movieblogmerk.com. There's a series of blogs called What's on Netflix. And it's all about what's on Netflix. And I was like, huh. I will talk about Prime Video, and here we are, folks, episode one, and as soon as I said, ooh, what's on Prime, I saw the title here, and I was like, this movie's great, I have a perfect first guest, he wants to talk about his film, he loves his film when it came out, and we're here to talk about this film. If you blink once or twice during it, you'll miss a few details, which is important for a mystery film. Ah, there we go. First up on Prime Picks is my fellow friend, Sean. Sean. How's it going, dude? I'm so excited to be here. I think this is a perfect show for you to do. I'm really happy that you're doing stuff uh, over here and, uh, you know, bringing it audio, bringing bringing it back old school audio. Uh, But uh, then you pointed out a movie that was on. Like, you know, as soon as you say, hey, I'm starting this podcast, I need guests. I'm like, all right, I'm there. I'll find a movie. I'm always there, you know, but then you brought up this movie and i was like i'm definitely there anybody who knows me knows that i this is my favorite director of all time this is one of my favorite movies of all time uh i'm one of the best casts of all time i'm just teasing the movie over and over again mm-hmm. but uh i was so excited i was so excited to do this and i'm so i i just finished watching it like 20 minutes ago so i'm excited to be here yeah, and if you have not read the title of this episode, it we're all talking about Knives Out from 2019, directed yeah. by and written by Ryan Johnson. And perfect time for us to be talking about this too, because they are currently in Greece shooting Knives Out too. Yes, Which, I just saw, saw actually that. maybe not the best time to be talking about this movie because that is going directly to Netflix, I believe. <laughs> It's weird, like, Netflix did pick up the rights for the sequel, I'm like, okay, that's a bit awkward. Netflix Netflix saw how good the first one was, and like, alright, we'll just buy however many. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, two and three, let's, let's get that on Netflix. Um, so th- this, I don't know how long Knives Out is going to be on Prime Video, but until then, <laughs> it is available right now to, to watch, and you definitely have to watch it. Uh, the way this podcast will work, it's just a casual conversation about the movie. We're talking about the story, the elements of the film, casting, you know, this, that, and the other. It's just open discussion, basically what it is. And just to start things off, I have, this is the first time I've seen this film right now for this podcast. Re- really? You hadn't seen it before now? No, I have had it in the watch list on Prime for the longest time. And this is the perfect excuse for me to watch it now with you. <laughs> um to discuss How? it with you i there was so many so much stuff going on in the past two years man and there's like movies yeah. and shows so it just it kept on piling up in the watch list just 
waiting to be watched. Okay, so then I'm fascinated to see what you yeah. think. Having, like, what did you know about it going in? Oh, I want to tell you this because I'm going to ask you uh, about it here. Uh, I was spoiled actually before okay. I watched it. Okay. Uh, so you went to the theater and saw this, obviously. Yes. Yeah. How was it, how was the experience? Oh, it was incredible. It was such a great experience. Everybody was super into it. I saw it twice in theaters. Um, I went once with uh, my family and once with my friend. And I, it just was like, I mean, the first time in the theater on the big screen, every hit plays. Like, there's a lot of moments in this movie where they psych you out and like those mm-hmm. really, those really play. Uh, the score sounded incredible in a movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, the theme, the Knives Out theme, I don't know if you know this, Mike. Uh, I, I know how you are about details, and I know that you look stuff up, so I would be surprised if you didn't know this. But um, the composer of this movie is, I believe, Ryan Johnson's cousin. Uh, they've collaborated before, I believe, on... I think it was Looper. It was either Looper or Brick, oh. uh, Ryan Johnson's cousin. Both? Okay. Boom. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I think Ryan Johnson works with him pretty much on everything that hasn't been, you know, Star Wars. Yeah. Um, well, I'll, I'll talk about this right away. Uh, he has worked with his cousins on this film besides uh, Nathan Johnson. I believe that's his name. Look at the credits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, Nathan Johnson. But two other cousins worked on this film of Ryan Johnson. Really? Mark Johnson did the title credits. Okay. Uh, it was based on the font of Agatha Christie series of Oh, oh yeah, paperbacks. Yep, because it's we'll, we'll get into that. And uh, Zach Johnson, uh, he painted the cast paintings for the end credits. Oh, those those paintings are so good. I know they were. I was like, oh, those are really nice touch. So, did you? All right, as you watched it in the theaters, did you find out like who the the culprit was at the end? <sighs> I had so many different theories as I was like that movie. I at one point I thought he faked his death. <laughs> like, <laughs> like at one point I was like, I don't think he's dead. That's the twist. But like, I I don't think I realized. So so obviously, if you guys haven't seen the movie, go watch it. We're gonna talk full spoilers. I, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think this is Chris Evans' best performance in anything uh, that I've seen him in. Um, I I mean, I really love him as Captain America. Don't get me wrong, but I think right. this is his best performance. Um, and he had me on his side. I think, I think I didn't get it until, um, until, uh, fucking, uh, 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 Benoit until Benoit, uh, was like, no, you didn't do it. It was somebody else. Like, and then I think by process of elimination, I was like, it has to be ransom. But up until then, so like, not until, not until right before they actually spilled it. Did I get it? And I didn't like, I didn't call any of how it happened. You know, I just was like, by process of elimination at this point, it has to be ransom. Yeah. So let me tell you how I got spoiled. Okay. I'm on TikTok and I'm scrolling through mm-hmm. and there's, mm-hmm. a, there's, there's, there's like, there's the Blu-ray and DVD people. They're showing off showcasing Blu-rays and stuff. And one person's like, look at the steel book of this uh, Knives Out Blu-ray. Oh, I know what you're talking about. It's got yeah. this transparent protective slip. And on the back, there's a series of knives arranged in the circle. And it's pointing in a certain direction. And then if you flip it and put it on the back side where the cast is, the Easter egg is it shows the culprit on the back mm-hmm. of it. And I saw that TikTok. I was like, fucking motherfucker. 
fucking fuck. <laughs> so I knew it was Ransom right away. I was like, damn it. But it's like, I kind of figured it was Chris Evans because Chris Evans is up to no good sometimes. Which is the fascinating part of this plot is that Ransom didn't kill him. Like, no. No. And that's that's the thing that I did not guess going like I, I remember the most shocking moment of the movie is when you're like 20 minutes in and it says this is what happened. And you're like and I'm like, what the fuck is this movie about? And it turns out to be I mean, Ana de Armas, like, holy fuck, she's the star of this movie. Yes. Right? Yes. And she's so good in it. And it's all about her yep. and how she lives after watching like her father figure at this point you know, kill himself. And I love, I just, I love that this movie isn't your traditional whodunit murder mystery. Like it hits a lot of the familiar beats, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't ever fall victim to just being like generic. There's always a twist to it, which I guess you could say is Ryan Johnson's filmmaking style, (laughs) you know, is, yeah, is putting twists on stuff. He doesn't really like to do anything straightforward. Um, and I think it definitely shows in this movie. Yeah, it does. It so works well. The cast, the ensemble fucking cast in this film. My God, it is the best. I think this is the best ensemble cast I've seen in a movie ever. You know, you know who stood out to me this time in a way that they haven't stood out. I mean, I always liked them, but this time I was really like, I they might be one of my favorite parts of the movie. And it was huh. Lakeith Stanfeld as, as the detective lieutenant. Like, yeah, he's so good in this movie. So is the other guy. Uh, I don't know who plays him, but the other mm. detective, the other uh, uh, sergeant, whatever. Yeah, uh, you're talking about a trooper who's played by trooper, uh, yes. Noah Segan. Okay. Uh, He's actually a bit player in Ryan Jensen's movies, so he wrote a role just for him for this film. So, oh, that's like, great. So you'll see Noah in his other films. God, it just the, the cast like Jamie Lee Curtis, Don Johnson, Tony Collette, Michael Shannon, uh, Daniel Craig as Blanc, fucking Blanc with. You know what? <laughs> you know what surprised the shit out of me when I was watching it in the theaters. What? When fucking Frank Oz shows up, <laughs> I had no idea he was in the movie and his ass just walks on screen and you're like, God damn, Ryan Johnson. All right. You I, got the big, like seeing Frank, Frank Oz is so good in the movie too. He's yes. Great. Yes. I was like, that's Frank Oz. Holy shit. I, like the second time I watched it, I was like, that is Frank Oz. Holy shit. Didn't recognize him until now. Oh, so good. Just a bit part and just, it works so well. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're Michael- all so good. Michael Shannon, yep, I, he also stood out to me a lot on this watch. Yeah, Michael Shannon for sure. Like especially the back and forth between Chris Evans is <laughs> yeah. almost like seeing like Captain America versus like Zod. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. back and forth. I I had like a moment when I was watching it this time in the scene where Walt shows up at uh, at at Marta's home. And yes. I'm listening to Michael Shannon talk and I'm like, he sounds like the Joker. Like, I know he played General Zod, but just the way he talks in that scene, like, it's so threatening. I remember that scene scared, like, being very tense in the movie theater. Like, I, because he's I scary that. in that scene. I felt that tense. I was like, holy shit, dude. Walt, calm yeah. down. Calm down. Put that cane down. Put that cane down, dude. Don't hit yeah. her with it. It, like, it, like, zooms in on him tightening his hold on it. Like, it, you, 
it's really i mean ryan johnson has an eye for you should watch um i wonder if they have it on prime video but there was a documentary behind the scenes thing for the making of this movie that uh they did one for the last jedi which is incredible it's one of the best pieces of star wars anything the the documentary (laughs) the movie too but the documentary is incredible but the one they did for Knives Out isn't quite as in-depth and isn't quite as good as the Last Jedi documentary, but it's still a really good documentary that I highly suggest to everybody because you, you see a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff and like how he set up a lot of these shots, like the room where the, he's actually, where Benoit's actually like interrogating people. The setup of that room is really fascinating. Hmm. Okay. Okay. There, there are some other like deleted scenes because there's they mentioned about IMDb about how Walt has that cane and limp, mm-hmm. and I think I think that scene was also in the trailer where they somebody shot his leg. Oh, I don't even remember that. So yeah, so the limp is uh, he tells the detectives that he su- suffered a bicycle accident, but however, his wife Donna spots a menacing man on the front porch. I see in the trailer, but not in the movie, Blanc confronts her with the evidence that Walt had been shot in the leg, and that. While being shot while bicycling was a possibility, the couple had, at the very least, buried the lead. And down the midst that Walt had lost heavenly in investments and was embezzling money from Harlan's publishing uh, company to cover the, his losses. So yeah, that because you know, like the whole thing of uh, the whole thing of this movie is that these people fucking suck. They do all of them. Which like they really assholes. <laughs> I, and you know the last shot of the movie is like iconic at this point. <laughs> mm-hmm. the fucking, her holding the my my house my rules. Holding uh, that my house just just covering that's mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just man, I, I that that ensemble. Jamie Lee Curtis is really good. Catherine Langford, who's an actress that I'm I'm a really big fan of. I really like her. Yeah, um, I really liked her in Love Simon, and I just I think she's got a smaller role in this. But you know, I I I really I really enjoyed her in it. Um, yeah, I, yeah, did... I do I do love Meg because uh, there's a scene actually where she's on the phone with Marta talking oh, yeah. about, and there's one scene where she like walks into frame and there's like a sh- light on her eyes. It is mm-hmm. so glorious to see that scene. Just like okay, Ryan, you're getting me really good with the cinematography yeah. and all that shit. Uh, Steve Yedlin. I just want to I just want to shout out Steve Yedlin, who I know is the cinematographer on all of Ryan's movies. Um, holy fuck. Yes. That dude, that dude, that dude makes movies. So beautiful. Gorgeous. The opening scene with the dogs running into frame. If yeah. you look at the property, slow motion, just so, so good. Even the slow motion at the end of the movie where it, things get revealed and, you know, oh, yeah. Ransom goes a little ballistic. <laughs> you know what the the one piece of cinematography in this movie that I'm like I'm like okay is that I think it's there's only one instance of it, but when it goes into shaky cam, mm, 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 mm. when she's leaving the yes, house, yes, 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 it, yes, it's so effective. Oh, Frank Oz as Alan just re- reads off the will, and it's like Marta gets everything. And she's everyone's starting to like yell at her, and she's walking out the door, and she walks outside. Everyone starts to follow, and it's on steady cam. But then, as you soon as you see everyone going around her, it's on like handy cam, and it's like all shaky mm-hmm. as she gets into yeah. her car. And as yeah. soon as she's in her car, it's back on steady cam. So that's st- that um, 
shaky cam is like her being all anxious and like doesn't like that oh, yeah. com- conversation. It's like, oh my god, it was so good with the camera work during that scene. Yeah, and the way it. Because the way they do it is it's not like it cuts to steady cam. No, no, no. They, it's, or, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fluid, like, one shot. Yes. Actually. Yeah. Yeah, and it's really good. Uh, I'm jumping all over the place, but I just was remembering while looking at the cast list. Um, yeah, no problem. Obviously, obviously, Christopher Plummer's in this movie who tragically passed away. Yes. I, I, a couple God. months ago, earlier this year. Yeah. And, you know, he doesn't have a massive role in the movie, but he deal like he just eats it up whenever and that's really i think that's like ryan johnson just he writes really good scripts and he gives mm-hmm. actors really good stuff to work with yep. and i feel like every actor in this movie when it's their time to shine they eat it up yes. like and and christopher Plummer, you know fucking rest in peace uh, slaughtered every scene that he's in incredible yes. Yeah, it's definitely a a role to remember for sure. Like, mm-hmm. my God. Uh did you notice what Jacob's character was representing for Ryan Johnson? I mean, he's obviously a fucking. Oh, do you... wait, wait, do you... uh, wait. Is he supposed to be the last Jedi trolls? Yep, yep. The embodiment I... of all those trolls. I kind of see it. Yeah, I, I was kinda, reading. I, I was reading yeah. up on that. I was like, yep, that makes sense. Jacob, that fucking yeah. Oh man, I love that's a great line where his dad's like he's very politically involved, and then it hard cuts to uh, it hard cuts to Don Johnson, and he's like, he's a neo Nazi. <laughs> Don Johnson also delivers the the f bomb of the movie, and it's really good. He's like, they're like, yeah, no, there's no reason to be worried. He's like, okay, well then, who the fuck is that? <laughs> yes, right away, just like boom. <laughs> I love Doug Johnson so much. Oh my god! Oh man, that entire interrogation scene is so good. How it cuts between them, and it's like Jamie Lee Curtis is like, "You think I'm gonna give up my little brother?" And then it just cuts to Don Johnson. Walt doesn't do shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great way to introduce the characters. It's it was it's awesome. Really they showed the name next to them. It was just so show their characters so well. There's a lot of really good running gags, uh, like with the um. Every time they meet uh, Marta, they're like, I, I wanted to invite you to the funeral, but I was outvoted. And everybody yeah. says that. And then there's the, uh, everybody says she's from a different country. Yep. Because I couldn't figure it out. It was like Paraguay and yeah. just like Brazil and <laughs> Brazilian nurse. Yeah. And all of them are fucking. And you know, uh, God, I'm sorry. The, but like something, sometimes in these kind of murder, murder mystery movies, you get to the end and they're like, here's the, uh, here's what it was all along. And it cuts back and it shows you scenes and you see pretty much all new scenes, you know? Right. Uh, in this movie, they do show new scenes when they're unraveling everything. But a lot of it is just, they just like, hey, we're just going to cut to earlier in the movie. Because if you watch the movie again, you're just like, oh yeah, no, that, yep, yep, that, yep, that. Like it's, it's so beautifully seated, and it's no, it doesn't re- like rely upon the idea of like we're gonna jump back and show you what you've already seen, but from a different angle, in a in a way of like you wouldn't be able to figure it out until you see the alternate angle of it. It's just like no, we're just gonna show you what you've already seen, but with this new information, and it's gonna completely change what you're seeing, and it, it's very good. It's just, I, it's so like, it's so masterfully constructed. 
every every aspect of the way this movie flows together and the way it it refers back to itself and every line of dialogue is just a fucking like refined refined masterpiece in and of itself i love this movie yeah uh let's let's, let's just talk about daniel craig as benoit yes. blanc because uh we we're pretty deep in this and we haven't talked about the main focus onto this film uh which is this newly created original detective that ryan johnson conquered up in a beautiful way uh, a british playing a um southern drawl american i i it, you know daniel craig really does a silly accent in logan lucky yes and that accent has nothing on this one no <laughs> no he just loves doing accents give daniel craig more movies where he does accents like oh my god and i love how ransom just fucking pokes fun at it a couple of times like when he first meet ransom he's like uh csi kfc yes csi kfc <laughs> and then like oh shut up with your foghorn leghorn fucking drawl i was like i said boy yeah just oh it's so good so good oh I he's can't... he's really good uh he he steals the fucking movie but uh but not real. Like I love that it really masters the idea of like with these Agatha Christies and and with because what he's what they're really doing is like the Hercule Perot like yes. detective style yeah. thing. Yep. And what really works about that is that Perot is in every book, but he's and he's kind of the main character, but because he's in every book and it's a different story every time, he's kind of also a background character while being the main character. It's really it's. I, I'm really glad that like you have this this character that can, you know, persist across every movie, right? Because obviously Daniel Craig is is the Benoit Blanc is the overarching character that knives out the series is about. I I, I assume each movie we're gonna have somebody like Ana de Armas, like a new real lead for Daniel Craig to bounce off of that I think really right. really works. And I'm I'm excited to see who that is for uh for two. for two, yeah. I really hope they change the title. It shouldn't be yeah. Knives Out 2. It should be nah. a diff different title. Yeah, Knives uh, Out really is very like specific to this movie. Yeah, I mean, the knives have a theme to them. I mean, yeah. I mean, even though it's actually taken from Radiohead's song, Knives Out. <laughs> of course. Which has nothing to do with the, movie, the song, but he's like, mm -hmm. it's just the phrase that's stuck in his head, in Ryan Johnson's head. And I love when Blanc actually does say knives out in the yeah. he does the title drop. And that scene alone where he just like bursts out like at the family as uh, Marta's trying to like confess yeah. about like the inheritance and then he just burst in. He's like, excuse me, and of course the dog is in the room and he's he just goes with the ball in his mouth. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh man, those that ball, that baseball is great if you pay yes. attention to the baseball oh man he don johnson uh richard he throws it out after there, there's actually kind of a subplot with richard's character because she he's cheating on his wife mm -hmm. and so and then you know christopher Plummer's character harlan just you know knows about it and wants to reveal it to his daughter linda and there's like this note he goes into finds it and it's like a blank piece of paper and at the end we know what that blank piece of paper is you know linda finds it god 
It's so well set up because you yeah. fucking you see the scene earlier in the movie where she's talking to Walt and she's talking about the games that they used to play and you see yep. her with the match with the letter and it's oh. yep, yep, exactly. It's a, it's so clever. But then you know Richard takes the baseball from his desk and throws it out the window and it's like the, it's open window. And you always see the ball like fly up and then eventually Ben uh, Blanc just picks it up. And it's like the game is afoot. And that means that the yeah. the investigations on the foot, you know, Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, perfect. And then at the end, Linda gets the ball back from the, I think the dog at this point, And he's like, I want to put that back. Case closed. Just details like that. I was looking up. I was like, that's just so spot on. Yeah. The detail of seeing that. Well, first of all, I love uh, uh, Ransom. You're back again. Like that. That's a really good line. Because I didn't think about that in the movie theater until at the end when Benoit Blanc is like, hey, back again. That's not that's that's that implies that you've been back already once tonight. But also when they say the dogs woke Meg up because they were barking. But every time you see. Every time you see Marta with the dogs, they don't bark at her. So yeah. it can't have been her that like because they show you a scene that would make you think this is what Meg was thinking of. Because there's a scene where she's, you know, climbing up the, the trellis and the dogs come running over because she breaks Ooh. something. Mm-hmm. And you'd think, oh, so that's what Meg... But they don't bark in the scene and they never bark. It's so good. All the little details as you go through the movie just... And as you notice on rewatches, it's such a rewatchable movie too. I it put is. it on and I was like, I wonder how like into it I'll be again, like maybe a year later. It's probably been a year since I watched it. Mm-hmm. and. Like literally the music started and I was in, I would like the music started playing and I was like, yep, nope, I'm yep. invested. I'm like, I can't take my eyes off it. Yeah. Yeah. The first time I watched it, I was like, okay, this is what it is. The second time I was like, I was trying to find those cues that led up to what the reveal was. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that makes sense. There's one point where it kind of worked, but I don't know if the take was there, but there's the reveal of finding out Fran, all about Fran. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, she says, you done it. Yeah. And yeah. It, I, the first time I heard it, it did say you. I didn't. But then as Marta says, oh, she wasn't saying you did it. She said, you did it as in Hugh Ransom. Because yeah. Hugh is the name that the help has to refer to him as that fucking asshole. Yeah. I will say I, on rewatch, I believe she says, I think it's two different takes. It I is. think there's one where it's more exaggerated, but I do think she says Hugh in the first take. That H was not present that in that. I first think she's take. hiding it. I think she's hiding it really well. I do think they're leaning more towards you, but and maybe it's just because I know now. But I do hear Hugh did it during the uh, during whenever I rewatch the movie and I see that scene again. But um, it it might also be one of those things where, like in retrospect, you just you kind of your brain kind of puts it in a little bit. Could be. Yeah, but it's definitely a more pronounced hue when they go back. They definitely had oh, another yeah, they, take where she where she did that. Yeah, where she just says hue and Hugh. she doesn't try to hide it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's why I was like, "Oh, you did it," and I was just like, uh. "Yeah, it was just so interesting." I, I, I still, I still don't know. Like, I don't know if they, I don't think they ever answered it because Ransom hires Blanc for this job mm-hmm. this this mystery and it's not it wasn't really spelled out for me like why did ransom because hire... 
because he thought that because uh, he didn't realize until that scene where they're eating together that she didn't kill him with the morphine. Like, so right. he wanted Benoit Blanc to come in, realize, hey, she killed him with the morphine, and then the Slayer rule would kick in, and she wouldn't be able to take the inheritance. Uh. And so it's then when he's sitting in the in that restaurant with her, and she's explaining what happened, you could see on Chris Evans' face, where he's like, fuck. He, he, she, didn't, she didn't kill him. Like, it's, it, it's really... Yeah, that's why he hired uh, Benoit. Because at that point when he did it, he did think that she legitimately killed him. Yeah. It's fucking ballsy just to have Harlan commit suicide. Oh, just, yeah. Yeah. That was a... It's... That, that was like, like... Oh, man. It's shocking. And unexpected. Yeah, and then Marta just turns around and opens the door and it's like, Oh God! Yeah, right in front of her, and she knows. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Oh my God!" Yeah, and Ana de Armas fucking is very good in in that scene, in every scene in this movie. Just her dealing, because like that's because the movie's not just like a murder mystery who done it. It's also like about trauma and kind of. It's also about like bad family dynamics, you know, and you can see. Ana Darmus is just a, does such a good job of playing like a traumatized person and somebody who's really struggling with it. Yeah. I remember when this movie came out and everyone was talking about the ransom sweater. Yes. Chris the Evans' sweater. sweater, the sweater. Yeah. Everyone wanted the sweater. Everyone wanted yeah. the sweater. Even uh, Chris Evans got his dog Dodger a sweater that looks just <laughs> like it. It was so cute. It has the hole in it to signify that he's not a good boy. No, that he's that he's that he's evil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a little uh, messy and a little rough around the edges. His performance is so good. He's he's I I really do think this is like my his my favorite performance of his. Yeah, Chris, yeah, I've seen other Chris Evans uh, movies. Um, this is harkening to like his early early work mm. before Captain America. Like he's done like this kind of evil. It, it kind of reminds me of um. Scott Pilgrim in a way, his role in yeah, Scott Pilgrim. It's a very bit. over the top. Very over the top. Oh my God, I, I watched this scene so many times. I love when he you first see him, he goes in, you know, in the room with the family, you know, and you know, talks about, yeah. you know, he's like, he's out of the will, and then you know, he's like, up your ass. And it's yeah. like, up your up your ass. No, you eat shit and you eat shit and you eat shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eat shit, eat shit. You know what? Eat shit. Eat shit. <laughs> Real oh. nice. They're all so good in that. And like Walt gets up in his fucking face and is yelling at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was like one of my favorite scenes. Just just love seeing Chris Evans just swearing up a oh, yeah. storm. Want a cookie? Want a cookie? <laughs> yeah, PG-13 rating because um, the, the eat shit was supposed to be fuck you, but um, they just wanted to keep that PG-13 rating and Chris Evans was the one that suggested substituting eat shit, and it's very effective. Yeah, it's really good. I love how Blanc talks about the, the hole at the center of the donut for the yeah, case. That, yeah. That whole scene where he's like, like explaining about the donut and Daniel Craig loved that monologue. He memorized it for Ryan, and Ryan's like, all right, I'll let you I'll let you keep that monologue and he just shot it in one shot and that oh, you know, man. different spots just to keep it interesting. I love when he's sitting in the car 
like after she finds Fred dead and he's singing along to that song yeah. and he just yeah. hears the fucking cop cars and he goes, Oh, sh- God damn it. Oh shit. <laughs> like he's a very, and I also do love that. Like you go through this whole movie thinking that, that Marta is playing him. Right. And at the very end, she's like, when did you know that I was involved? And he's like, from the moment I, I saw you, or he says, from the moment I set foot in the same room as you or something like that. And then he taps her feet and it zooms in on the spot of blood on her shoes. And it's like, oh, he knew the whole time that she was mm. involved. Yeah, that was clever. Because because it see, if you rewatch this, you see those sudden hints early on. There's there's like a scene early in the film. You see her shoe in that blood spot. And it's yeah. like, what is that leading to? And it's like, mm, it makes you think. And then all of a sudden when he points it out, it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. It's so clever. It's so clever with its writing and setups right away when that death happens marta's sister's actually watching a soap opera yep <laughs> it was like you killed them and actually funny that uh joseph gordon levitt has a cameo in that yes. scene during that uh listen through and he's he's the detective on the show yeah a, a big uh collaborator of with uh, ryan giants yeah with ryan i really hope he gets into a knives out movie proper i'd love that that would be so cool. Okay, this is what I found out watching this. The portrait of Harlan, Christopher Plummer, throughout the whole yes. movie, those are not finished during the production. Those are added in in post-production. Oh, that's that's funny. And, that's, and It looks good. It does. And those are really good portraits. But then I started to read up about the portraits. And I think... I believe they change in the movie. Uh, yes. Uh, if you are paying attention to the portraits, uh, at the end, when Marta's looking at it again, it smiles. It's like a smirk. Yes. It's a yeah, smirk. Yeah, I noticed, I noticed that in the theater. And I was like, wait, wait what? And I had to rewind like, to see if the, they changed it. Like, yeah, the change. And Harlan's like smirking from heaven. And it's like, yeah, Marta, you get all my inheritance. Everything. After the family found out about Marta's inheritance, you know, everyone's like, even like Linda's like, are you sleeping with my dad? Yeah, that was a, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then Jacob comes in and is like, you had sex with my grandpa, you dirty anchor baby. God, it's fucked up. It was improvised by the actor. And it was like so lost in the scene because there's multiple characters yelling and talking. And Michael Shannon was like, hey. Ryan, he's got a killer line and go back and capture it. So it's, that was a great line. So much in the details. And man, I think Ryan Johnson has his wheelhouse in mystery films. If he does more mystery films, I'd be happy. Like, like I've heard so many good things about Brick. As a, Brick is so good. I've heard Brick was so good. And it's like, I have to go back to see Brick at this point. So I'm like, Damn, if the knives out is this damn good, I wonder how Brick is. I'm just thinking uh, <laughs> myself. Brick definitely isn't as good as Knives Out. I think Knives Out is his best movie so far. But uh I will agree. I, I've only I've only seen like for Ryan Johnson, I've only seen like maybe this is the third movie I've seen. Because I've seen Looper mm-hmm. and I've seen The Last Jedi. So mm-hmm. Yeah, he Brick is really good, but it's also his first movie. And it's right a little out there 
Knives Out is a lot more palatable. All right. Uh, what I'm going to do for the end of these episodes, uh, fellow listeners, is uh, just like on Prime Video, you can rate and write a short little blurb review. So, Sean, out of five, what would you give Knives Out? Oh, uh, five out of five. I think it's a perfect movie. Uh, to sum up your thoughts, how would you write a review if you're writing it on Prime Video for people to watch? Perfect score, masterful performances, expertly constructed, uh, just a masterpiece of a film, and firing on all cylinders. All right. I, I, I would totally agree. Like, it is like, I'm definitely going to keep this on the back burner until it eventually leaves Prime Video. Um, mm. Watching it over and over and over. Uh, so, yes, please give this a watch on Prime Video. And yes, this is Sean's Prime pick. This was my prime pick. Prime perfection pick, for sure. Ooh, I like that. If you want to join in the discussions, if you want, uh, Merc with the Movie Blog is on Anchor at anchor.fm slash movieblogmerc. And the feature on there is a voice message. If you want to send a voice message to me and to whoever is uh, guesting on the episodes, uh, please do so. They're a minute long, and it'd be kind of cool to hear, you know, your feedback on any movies and what your prime picks are, especially, to recommend. Uh, other than that, you can follow Movie Blog Merc, simple enough. If you want to check out MerkWithMovieBlog.com, uh, you can check out articles of recent or past. It's actually a really good archive of good blog posts, and maybe there's some good podcasts to listen to on this feed as well because sean among others is a part of this great network feed so sean where can people find you well you guys can find me uh personally on twitter at sean underscore afk everything that i do is in my twitter bio as for this feed uh, i am one of the the hosts slash co-hosts the rotating panel of hosts uh on oh what a marvel podcast all about the marvel cinematic universe and you'll be able to catch us uh god it's i think it's i think it's a week and a half until what if starts so i mean i'll be i'll be there uh that's thursday nights uh thursday 7 eastern i believe is when we do those so you guys can find me there uh, live every week talking about the latest episode of whatever whatever marvel show or movie is going on at the moment yes uh yes indeed uh, if you want to follow me personally i'm on twitter at mike mixtape and everything I do is in my Twitter bio. And uh, if you want to hear Sean and I talk other things, uh, you can always check out uh, Into the Grid, the Power Rangers podcast that we do. Yes. On a weekly basis, We're talking about SPD at the moment of this recording. And uh, check it out at Go Into the Grid on Twitter. And just check it out here at FM slash Into the Grid if you can be able to find it on your favorite podcast platform from there. This has been Prime Picks, and I'll see you next time when we pick from Prime Video again. Mm -hmm.